0: Welcome back to InPod, your home for all things info. I'm Nick Sweeney, I'm your host, and can you believe it? We are two days away from 2021. Hard to believe that we started this podcast back in May. I think May was the first full episode. The pilot was launched in April, so if you want to go back and listen to that, I guess be my guest. But it's hard to believe we've been doing this for a whole year. Over 30 episodes of InPod have been published so far, but this is not an InPod in memoriam by no means. This is a welcome back to the final episode of the year. This week, I wanted to talk about one of our internal tools that we've developed. And I've talked about it a little bit with customers. It's one that's going to be released more fully. And you'll hear more about this coming up in January, February of 2021. But I wanted to get out ahead of it. And that is our cache meter tool. Specifically, I'm going to talk more about security with our files. Security is something that IT people fret over this all day long, and it's absolutely something that they should fret about all day long. It's important that they know what's happening with their files. So I figured for the final episode, why not bring in the guy that wrote the CacheMeter tool for his fourth time on the podcast. I decided to bring Jeff Sweeney back to the podcast. He's, he's not been too bad so far. We'll see if he can make it to the fifth time on the podcast. But he joins me today to talk with me about Meter, file security in general, as well as another cool tool called Curtain eLocker that we've had a couple conversations about. So everyone, have a happy new year. Thank you so much for joining me all year long, and I'm looking forward to some really great episodes here in 2021. So for the final episode of the year, I've decided to bring in my most frequent guest. He is on the podcast now for the fourth time. I guess if this was SNL, we'd be one away from the five-timers club. But I would like to welcome back to the podcast for the final episode of the year, Jeff Sweeney, my dad. Dad, welcome back. Welcome back to InPod.
1: I can't wait till I get that five-timers jacket. Yeah,
0: those you did. Maybe you cool. did to meet Steve, uh, Steve Martin in the, in the, in the lounge.
1: What's some cigars? Huh. That sounds pretty swell. Let's do that.
0: You'll tell me how that is yeah. when you finally get there. <laughs> but I wanted to bring you in because of a couple of reasons. One, I know for a fact, there is a jar of cookies on the counter. And I wanted to ask, have you finished those cookies yet? Because I think I'm going to see you around New Year's. Are you going to have some left for me?
1: Well, uh, bad news, the, uh, the chunk chips are already gone, but all the raisin cookies are still there. You're, you're set for the raisin cookies. I have no
0: cookies to eat. Great. That's not very helpful. <laughs> so the second reason I wanted to bring you on, not just to ask about the uh, confectionary delights that mom made and left on the counter, I wanted to also talk with you a little bit about file security inside of Solver's PDM because you wrote an application that we've been working on for quite a while now, I know it's something that we're, we're going to formally release it here in January, but I've been talking to customers about it all year. And that is the Cash Meter application, formerly known as Cash Protector, but we've renamed it. Um, I'm going to be posting a blog here coming up in a couple of weeks talking more about it. But I want to talk about that, as well as another tool that I know that we've talked about in the past that a lot of customers ask about, and that is Curtain eLocker by Co Workshop, a Hong Kong based company. So I wanted to talk with you about that kind of what your tool does compared to what the eLocker tool does and see if we can find, kind of find out how this all goes together.
1: Yeah, yeah. You um, marketing guys changing the name of my great programs all the time.
0: Well, Dr. Ryan, Dr. Ryan, he can tell you why we're doing that. Fair enough. The professor. Yeah, the professor. So out of the box, PDM gives you some security. And one of the things that I really like about PDM and that I'll talk to customers about quite a bit, is that the only people that can ever access your files are the people that are inside of your company. That's kind of the whole point of the PDM system is that it's this lockdown environment that you have to have your credentials to get into. But one of the things that you have found is that while that's great at keeping people out of your system that aren't supposed to be in your system, what happens to the people that are already in your system? That's kind of an issue.
1: It can be. Yeah. I mean, how how much do you trust the people... Inside your company is is sometimes a, a very big thing. I mean, we're talking about your company's intellectual property, and uh, how how much do you trust your internal guys? You know, we uh, we spend a lot of money and, and time. Most IT guys spend a lot of time building up great firewalls, and um, certainly that's going to be a good way to to put the big lock on the front door, make sure nobody comes in and, and steals your cookies out of that cookie jar. Hmm. But um but what about if the uh, the kids inside? but if they come in and start taking all the good cookies. So that, that's that's sometimes a concern. So I, I think you've you got a great point about the PDM, right? If the files are just in a regular Windows Explorer system, IT does have a little bit of control over that, right? They can hide the, those particular folders, and, and they do, right? They can kind of protect that kind of thing. But um, if you put the files in PDM, that does give you another layer of protection. And that's a layer of protection, I think, for a, a majority of our customers, that's that's enough right You can uh, authenticate the user, know what the, the users are coming in, make sure they're only seeing what they're supposed to be able to see, only be able to see the files when they're supposed to be with the workflows and such. So uh, I, I think for a lot of our customers, a PDM is a, a fantastic solution um, for that for what they have.
0: And you know with PDM, you said we can authenticate these users, we can restrict what files they see when they see them. That is a lot of security for these customers. And for a lot of smaller people, especially like if you're not all over the country, all over the world, if you're a smaller company with five, six, seven people, you know everybody by name, you know everything that's happening in that company. It'd be very hard for someone to really get around the system unless they're being really, I guess, shady about it. Like, you're going to have a pretty good idea of what's going on, versus if you've got hundreds or thousands of users, you don't necessarily know every single person in your vault, you don't know their motives, you don't know what they're doing. Not to say that you shouldn't trust your employees, you absolutely should hire people that you trust and work with people that you trust. But I think there are definitely... Limits that whole thing. And like you said, we can shut things off on just a Windows Explorer setting, make sure that people can and can't see folders. And that's what IT people often do. But what happens when they can see those folders? How can we kind of restrict that? So I, I guess if you can introduce to us kind of the concept behind Cache Meter and without going too terribly in detail, um, kind of the inspiration behind the tool.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, let's let's tell the story a little bit backwards. Um, where where this, this came from is, is that uh, we had a customer, still have a customer, that uh, hired a, a gentleman, and he, he worked at that company for many years. He, he worked his way up and eventually became a, a manager, a pretty high-level manager within that company. And then um, one day, he didn't show up for work, and uh, they went into his office and saw his computer was sitting on his desk. And the hard drive was taken out of it, and the uh, guy never showed back up again for work. And then a couple of years later, they noticed that there was a company in China that had almost exact duplicates of their designs that this Chinese company was selling. And so they kind of put two and two together and figured this guy downloaded all the data off their network. Now, they didn't have PDM, so they were able, he was able to download everything. Uh, got a big old hard drive, copied it down to his local drive, and uh left the company took that hard drive somewhere else and then now that company's competing i guess a Chinese company with their exact designs yikes yeah yeah so so certainly you know how how can you prevent that what what kind of things could you could you could they have done and and in this case, if they didn't really have much the, the most they could have done was you know hidden certain folders from from this guy and and but if he's an upper level manager. That's something that doesn't happen very often. So you kind of almost have that even with, with PDM too, right? Even with PDM, conceivably a guy that has a lot of rights to the folder, he could download all the files to his local cache and do a big Git latest and then, and then get up and leave. But that's still uh, something that you always need to worry about. So let instead and, and of talking about my tool, let, let's go clear to the other end of the spectrum, and then we'll kind of go in between.
0: Sure. So, obviously, Cache Meter is a great tool that we can use, and we'll get into what it does here in a little bit. But let's say that you need full-on uh, lockdown procedures. You need to make sure that no one is screenshotting data. You need to make sure no one is taking a copy-paste out of files and then pasting information into emails or to USB drive. You need a full file encryption and everything going on behind that. Well, that's when the Curtain eLocker tool is going to come into play. Uh, if the listeners, uh, to you guys, definitely go ahead and check out, uh, check out on their website. If you just search Curtin E Lock, you can find it. There's a video demo that they actually show all of this stuff and they show the dialogue boxes that you see. It's a really nifty little tool. And, and nifty, actually, probably a short change in it because Curtin E Locker, I'll, I'll toss this back over to you. Curtin E Locker does a whole lot of stuff and it does it really, really well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it's kind of built for that exact story that I just told you, right? Um, one of the things that it does is that if the user has the ability to uh, see those files on his local hard drive, that's the ability to encrypt those files. And then any time a user needs access to that file, what happens is before when the user opens the file behind the scenes, the system says, hey, uh, connection to the network, what is the uh, the key to unlock these files, to unencrypt these files? and does so that would mean that if you took that hard drive out and went to another country and and tried to load it in those files would be encrypted and they can only you can only get the key to encrypt them if you're connecting to the network so that's kind of one way to really protect those files on your local cache to keep those users from ever, ever doing types of things but but if you think about it there's still lots of other ways you can get the data off of it besides just you know simply copy them and that's kind of where the 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 uh, Curtain eLocker tool gets even more fancy. It, it has the ability to forbid you from copying files to maybe a thumb drive or to an external drive, or, or even on the same drive. It can, if, can say, hey, any files in this folder here are protected. In this example would be your, um, your local cache, right? And I can pr- prevent the user from copying those files to any other folder on, on its drive.
0: And that area, I think that's called like the protected area, the protected view. So basically you choose the folders and you choose the locations that these files can be viewed, that these files can be opened and these files can be saved. And if they try to save it, if they try to print it outside of that area, so if, if someone puts an USB drive that is not in the protected area, then that is where eLocker really gets in and stops the users.
1: Well, yeah, you know, you mentioned print, but that's another part of the story, right? So another way you can get those files out would be I could open them up in an application and do a save as, or I could do a print. So what there's also an additional component that you can get with a curtain e-locker is, is that there are add-ins for your applications. So now let say I open a file open SOLIDWORKS, the add-in, the curtain eLocker add-in will actually forbid you from doing a save as saving the files. And it, it also stops the, the, uh, the print commands and such. So part of, of purchasing the uh, e the eLocker tool is that you need to decide what types of applications you need to protect. And so they have a SOLIDWORKS application, a little add-in for that. They have one for Word and Excel. And so it goes through there and forbids you from even doing a, you know a copy-paste outside of those applications. It kind of overrides any time that it says, oh, this is one of those files in that protected folder. Um, we're going to not allow you to do any of those types of commands to be able to get those files out.
0: And it's seamless as far as how it goes with PDM. Everything that I was looking into, obviously we're talking about this here on NPod, so I hope it's seamless. I hope it works with hard as PDM. Yeah, yeah. But... From from the digging and investigating that I found, it worked seamlessly with your SOLIDWORKS product. So I think it showed SOLIDWORKS CAM, electrical, SOLIDWORKS CAD itself, as well as SOLIDWORKS PDM. It's not like Curtain e is going to get in the way of it. It's just going to augment your system, more or less, augment your security.
1: Yeah, or unaugment, augment man. You're not sure how to word that. But yeah, it's kind of neat. And even, even can do, help you from doing like screenshots, You know, doing an alt-print screen. It will uh, forbid that type of copy information out of it as well. But the only thing I've ever think of how you could maybe fool was get a camera, take a picture of your of your screen with a camera, perhaps.
0: Maybe the only way to stop but, that would be take away your phones going into the office. But you know, if you if you like us, when we log my applications, we need our phones to double authenticate. So double-edged yeah. sword, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, there are certainly companies that have see uh, CR C, what do they call those the cameras on their users too, so we could watch for a guy taking them a bunch of pictures on the screen. True. I mean there's no, certainly way you can stop it
0: I mean there are a lot of ways that we want that we can restrict our data and I, I do want to say like we're not trying to scare people we're not trying to tell them like oh your system is flawed by no means is it necessarily flawed it's just that you know people that want to do harm unfortunately can do harm and there are ways to do that um, so tools like Kurt elocker can really shut down a lot of ways to do that and if you do it right really that's going to take away not very many avenues that you can get around it
1: but, yeah, I mean, just, it's all extremes, right? With yeah. The current locker is the one side of the stream versus the other side of the stream is um, you know, nothing at all.
0: Yeah, and so eLocker is one of those things that like, if you need that security, so Department of Defense companies that are like, you must not do any of this, this is probably going to be a tool that is going to be very appealing to them because th- their data is not only restricted, it's confidential, and there are a lot of problems that happen if that data gets out. So they really don't want people to get their hands on it. So a tool like this could really restrict that data versus eLocker is a great tool, but it's not for everybody. Not everybody needs this level of security. If you're 10, 15, maybe 100, 200 engineers, you don't need a tool that restrictive. You just need to make sure that people are only getting the files that they're supposed to. You don't want them going elsewhere in the system. Obviously we can turn this off, but like we can turn off the folders and the different workflows but these users can go wherever they're allowed to and they can download files so that's where cachemeter really comes into play and it kind of sits in between those two extremes of everything is super locked down nothing is locked down cachemeter really it straddles the line between those two i guess
1: yeah right if you, if you, if you don't want to go to the expense of getting the uh, the curtain e locker application, that's that's where cachemeter is kind of written to so that uh, that's that was what i wrote so the, the neat thing that that the cachemeter tool does is it it tracks who's downloaded each file and when. And uh, that gives you the ability to keep an eye on particular files, say, hey, I noticed that, you know, the engineering group is suddenly downloading a lot more files than we would expect. And then maybe we can even drill down more and say, well, what user, and might notice that a particular user is downloading a lot more files than what you would expect. And and certainly you know it might make sense, right? If you open up a big large assembly and you're doing that over and over again, that, that guy would probably have a larger amount of downloads than somebody else. But um, you can certainly watch for trends and, and know well, this guy is currently just doing a bunch of detailing. He shouldn't be downloading that many files. It's a great way to ask questions and, and start understanding you know who's consuming your data and how often
0: who is eating your cookies. Kind of kind of going back to who's the very beginning. You can keep people from getting into your house, but uh, as I said, I'm gonna be Back visiting you guys New Year's Eve. So, uh, if I'm inside of the house, how are you going to monitor how many cookies that I eat? And that's what Casper yeah, is doing.
1: So, it's basically making you put a little tick mark next to every cookie that you eat. And that way we can know that, wait a minute now, this guy's suddenly uh, consuming a lot more cookies than we would normally expect. And then uh, on top of that, there is an additional option that you can turn on if you want to that you can actually uh, stop a user from downloading. So say you decide that maybe I don't want my users downloading more than 100 files a day, which is probably a little bit. So you have to play with that number a little bit. But whatever that number you choose is going to be, then if uh, the cache meter tool picks up and says, hey, this person now downloaded 200 files, it will forbid that download. And that user will not be able to download those files from into his local cache. Um, and then on top of that option, you can then even send out an email to alert somebody that, hey, uh, Timmy over there, he's just now uh, eating his 15th cookie. And uh, we want to, uh, I, we, and I forbid it from doing that.
0: What counts as a download? This, this is something that I always, I, I think I message you every time someone asks me what counts as a download. And yeah. I think I remember it every time, but for the listeners and for me, so that I remember this every other time I ever ask asked this question. <laughs> What counts as a download?
1: If a file comes into the user's local cache, that's a download. So a get. So if if he opens up yeah, if he opens up an assembly that he opened up yesterday, assuming he didn't clear the local cache, that does not count against him. But if he opens up a file he's never seen before, or that's that not like maybe we say is any time a file gets has to come down to the local cache, that is considered a a tick mark as a count of, of a file that's what we trace and
0: now i will remember that forever
1: yeah so so it's another way that you can kind of know that you know the guys work with a bunch of big assemblies well if he's working with the same assembly five six seven days in a row well then he's not going to have very many downloads during that time period it would just be maybe when he gets on a new project or uh open up something he's never done before then that count might jump so one of the things that we uh we kind of t- tell our users is is that uh don't let your users know that you're keeping track, right? Maybe for the first month or so, just set that, that maximum limit to a really crazy high number, Or don't even set a limit, right? That just track limiting. how many files that he has, right? And then you can kind of look and see the trends and see, well, under normal operations, my average engineer downloads X files. And so maybe what you can do is set your limit to be that file plus another, I don't know, 10% or something like that. And and so if the users don't know they're being watched, that's going to make the the cache meter tool very effective because nobody knows that hey there is a limit going on here. No one knows what's going on. Once they do know they're you know they're being watched, then uh, you know it's, it's, you still have that that protection that people know that hey people are watching how many files I download, and I better be careful when I download.
0: And that is one thing that I noticed with eLocker with Curtain eLocker. It does tell you like, hey, curtain eLocker forbids this uh, function or this action, and you can't do it. With CashMeter, really the goal of it is to be stealthy and discreet in how you're monitoring this because you're right. If a user knows that, hey, my limit is 1,000 files, if they're clever about it, yep. they could be getting 999 files every single day because when you hit that 1,000 file, when you hit your limit, it, it can send an email. In fact, it does send an email to whoever you specify to get that email. So if you decide the engineering manager, or you can go higher up than that, whoever wants to, whoever you need to have get this email, you can make sure that they're getting an alert saying, hey, this person has hit their limit for the number of files in a day, and then it just stops them from getting those files, which is really, yeah. really good because you don't want them to say, oh, well, here's a notification. Keep going. I get
1: you. Well, yeah, that's the fundamental difference between the two applications, right? The eLocker tool, by golly, if you can't get to that file, you know, I guess the, the cache meter is more of a limiting tool or a watching tool versus the the e the or tool is more of a, hey, you can have as many files as you want, but you're not doing anything with them other than looking at them. Which is pretty useful.
0: I, I mean, if we want to just make sure that my users are being reasonable about what they're doing, like the, the no save as to other document to other applications, you can't attach a file to an email if it's not a trusted application. like. You're going to have a hard time interacting with me when I say, hey, can you send me a file for this demonstration so that I can show you how it works when we put your file into PDM? Can you sh- send me something so I can plug it into a DriveWorks demonstration? If you've got it to like e locker, then the answer to that very well may be no, not really. Y- you can get access and you can get special yeah. permissions, sure, but you have to get special permissions versus you can't just go, oh, yeah, here, copy, paste, send.
1: And some of your people can. Well, you know, Nicholas. I noticed that the part of your job description is emailing a lot of files out. Well, then I'll allow that part of it because it is uh, the the tool is modular enough. The uh, the Curtain eLocker Locker tool is modular enough that I can say, okay, this person can email, this person can print, this person can print, but only these files. So it is pretty intelligent as far as that kind of thing goes.
0: There's a fair bit of setup though, because you do have to think about all of those things. Like this person can save as, this person can print. This person can uh, save these files to this particular folder. There's a lot of setup. Once it's set up, you're very secure. Like I I don't want to say that Courtney is not a fantastic tool because it absolutely is, and I yeah. really want to get my hands on it and play around with it sometime very soon. But CacheMeter, the, the point of it is you can download up to X number of files. You can't go above that. Uh, it's based off of what group you're in, and you can set this limit to be every 12 or 24 hours. So you can really get those limits set up because... You know, it it does depend on what you're doing.
1: Yeah, like my uh, Michael Ben used to always say, you know, with great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. And and with uh, there's a lot of power in the current e locker tool, and but there's a lot of responsibility, and a lot of things to set up and, and going through there. And and so again, the the cash meter tool is just kind of in between there. Um, there is some time you're gonna think about what are my limits. Uh, do I want to make it a hard stop at those limits or do I just want to kind of keep track of those types of limits? Clear to the other end where it says, hey. Um, you're you're part family here. We trust that you're going to be a good employee and PDM is enough for us.
0: And if you don't have PDM, well, then talk to me because I I like everybody to have PDM. I've talked to Jordan Tad about that. I've talked with Kurt Lundstedt. I've talked to a ton of people about that. I think anybody can use PDM and and PDM adds some security for you. Cashmeter adds a little bit more security and then Curtain eLocker gives you as much security as you want it to be. which makes it a cool tool. And it, I do like that there are these incremental steps because not everybody needs everything to be completely locked down. Not everybody needs... Some people do need to be completely locked down. So there's variance. There are different levels to this. And, and I like that there, there are different steps here that we can talk about and that people can go about and look at and say, this works for me. I'm happy about this. This doesn't work for me. I need more than this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well... I think that covers everything that I wanted to go through as far as just talking about the different levels of security that we have inside of PDM. PDM gives you some security. If you want to add more to that, then we can talk about other applications. As you mentioned, and as I want to reiterate, obviously it needs to be PDM Pro because PDM Professional has the API and we can start working with it. PDM Standard, not so much.
1: Well, I think, though, that the current e-locker tool will work even without PDM at all. So because it doesn't necessarily talk directly to the PDM system, it looks at the files themselves.
0: That's right. Yes, you're right.
1: So conceivably that you could just have SolidWorks and the eLocker tool.
0: True. Yes. I I, I do remember now, like you don't have to have PDM professional. You don't have to have PDM standard. You don't have to have any PDM in general. Uh, You just have to have the application for eLocker work. So yes, good catch. But for CacheMeter, it does have to be PDM professional because it is an add-in. It's an application that gets added into your application into your pdm vault because yep. it's one cache meter per vault and then you just have one person administering it and no one else has to know that it exists ideally no one else ever knows that it exists because we trust our co-workers we trust the people that we work with on a daily basis let's make let's hope that we can keep it that way trust but verify trust but verify definitely all yep. right well that's all that i have for this week then um jeff dad thank you so much for joining me for the final episode of in 2020 i can't believe 2021 is in two days from now that's
1: yeah happy new year everybody yes
0: please stop it yeah happy new year i'm not gonna try to say that in spanish <laughs> all right happy new year everyone i'm gonna go eat some cookies Bye. all right see ya.